Welcome to episode 10 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine. This is the show about getting the most out of your life. If you are in the process of changing your life and you're seeking a community of like-minded people looking for tips and strategies to make your new life stick, then this is the show to follow. Join us on this journey of remaking our lives the way we want. With the help of the Live It or Waste It community. Together. Together again. The word of the week this week is self-awareness. And self-awareness is, it's the linchpin of living it. If you don't have that, then you have nothing. You know, I struggle with self-awareness because in the moment, a lot of times, in the heat of the moment, it's sometimes hard to be self-aware. It's easier to be self-aware for me in the calm, cool, collected moments of the day. When you're calm, though, that's when you should be reflecting on your thoughts and behaviors and actions and reactions to things that you had going on throughout the day and how you could maybe prepare better for those things so you don't have a reaction kind of like the guy who uh, we watched in a video a couple of days ago. David, I sent you a video of this guy who was sitting in a cafe and He's on his laptop and he gets an error message and that's basically the straw that broke the camel's back and he snaps. He just starts futzing around like feeling the laptop, stroking the laptop. He gets this error message apparently and starts asking women across the way from, do you you know anything about error messages? And then he he gets into this love-hate thing with this big laptop, by the way, for someone walking around with. Yeah, it was very very chunky, very chunky laptop that this guy had. This can't be right! This can't be right! This cannot be right! This cannot be right! This is not, not, not right. Huh? And I think he pretty much destroyed it by the end. It was sort of unclear, but he just had this complete total meltdown. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I can't. Um, it's, everything, everything is in here, though. I have got cost analysis reports in here. I've got every address, every phone number. I've got pictures of my children. The whole cafe empties of people. Eventually, the guy taking the video is outside as the police arrive and they come and take the guy away. Okay, so that is obviously the audio version of, and it's sort of, I, I edited it down a little bit. That's not the whole thing, but those are the most auditory moments. He had a complete and utter public meltdown over an error message in his computer because he was supposedly supposed to do 
a some sort of presentation yeah, he, that he, afternoon. He kept saying he has a presentation. I've got a presentation in 10 minutes. And, you know, we're not bringing this up because we think it's funny. To be honest, I didn't think it was funny at all. And what I thought was, how do I not become that guy? Because when you listen to what he's saying, he seems like he's got a pretty normal life um, outside of this tantrum. You know, he's talking about his presentation, so he's got a job. He's got, he was saying he has a wife and, and pictures of his kids, so he's got a family. And so what drove this guy to have a meltdown in the middle of a coffee shop in front of all these people? And to to the point where he gets arrested, and as as he's getting put in the car, he's still screaming about this damn presentation. Am I going to jail? Because I got a presentation. Which I'm sh- I don't think he made. By the way, I don't think he got. Uh, but to he was, as he's going into the cop car. It seems like he's still thinking that it's in the realm of possibility that this guy. If only he fixes the error message in his laptop, he thinks he's going to be able to do the presentation. Right. And and in reality, he's going to be in the Huskow. <laughs> he's going to be giving his presentation to a couple of car thieves and a, and a flasher. <laughs> and they're, you know, certainly they're going to have a, a confiscated laptop, so he's going to be having to wing it. <laughs> so hopefully he memorized it. He's not dedicated to his PowerPoint. But but Dave, you're you're absolutely right that that this isn't a funny thing. That um, and I don't know if you could hear it in, in the video, but people are la- nobody comes to help this guy, and I don't think I'd come to help him uh, either. I mean, he seemed to be in in a dangerous sort of way, and so we're we're talking about a complete and utter meltdown where a seemingly normal person, and again, we don't know who this guy is, but a seemingly normal person completely loses it to the degree that he's taken away uh, to, to, to jail. Right. And I think that on some guttural level, we could all relate to this guy. Exactly. And so what, what we were talking about before was that we need to be able to take care of ourselves. And we've been covering that in the last few episodes and also part of that self-care is your mental care. And clearly this guy was overwhelmed. And I can relate to that. I mean, I think that feeling overwhelmed, and I think most people can, can relate to feeling overwhelmed. And a lot of that could be uh, eliminated if we just planned better. We always like to go back to our, our speakers and our, um, our videos and one person that I always love to listen to is Mel Robbins. So I went on YouTube and I said, let me see what Mel Robbins has to say about feeling overwhelmed. And I also got a great video from Brandon Bouchard uh, on the same topic. And so I thought maybe we could cover some of the things that they talk about and apply it to our lives when we're feeling overwhelmed because I really need something right now I've allowed my overwhelmed feelings to take me out of my game, take me out of my routine. And what I've learned is that having a morning routine and having a plan and sticking to it is so important 
because if you don't, you're not going to be moving. You, you might be moving forward, but you're, you're off the beaten path. And I am way off the beaten path, even though I'm still kind of moving in the same direction. And it's taking its toll on me. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we could, you know, pick that up on the last couple episodes of, of this, this podcast. Yeah. And, and to me, what sort of stuck out in, in your um, situation was the, the, the routine was being challenged. Yes. Right? The, the, do I have to do these things in a certain order or a certain way was being questioned. Right. And, you know, and, and rightfully so. I think, again, nothing that we're saying is, is going to be right for everybody. So uh, there, there needs to be experimentation. And, and, and that's why we're, we're doing the show, you know. Do we, does a routine need to have A, B, C, and D all fall in order? Or can you get A, B, C, D done in whatever order in some amount of time and still think, am I on a morning quote-unquote routine? So, uh, you know, I think that's uh, up for question. I mean, right now, um, I, I have my, my apparatus now. Oh, your sleeping apparatus. Uh, my sleeping apparatus to de- deal with my sleep apnea, which if you've listened to this uh, previous episodes of the show, was disturbing my sleep. Uh, I was waking up. Uh, four or five times an hour, so not getting that good REM deep sleep. And so I was waking up in the morning, sometimes late in the morning, feeling completely unrested. And that was not working well for me when I was trying to have a routine that involved getting up at 6 a.m. And uh, so I got off that routine until I could take care of myself medically. And now I'm starting that routine, but there's a lot of headgear involved and machines and humidifiers and all sorts of things. And so I would say I'm in, in a rebuilding stage, but already when I'm able to, and, and right now it's sort of hit and miss for me, it's sort of scattered yeah. and I'm, I'm doing elements of the morning routine, but not necessarily all of them in a day and not necessarily in an order. And there is a bit of a, a chaos to it. And so I'm thinking that I need to hone in on it again and get it more uh, regimented, write it down. Right. And so, you know, uh, and things have been hectic in my life as well. And um, you get to that point where you have a hard time with that self-awareness to calm yourself down and focus and not get overwhelmed. And I think that's why, Dave, you found these two videos. And the I just want to quickly say, we're going to put it in the show notes, but the Brandon Bouchard video is called Four Steps to Avoiding Overwhelm. And the Mel Robbins video is entitled How to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed Right Now. Mel Robbins. Yes. So one of the first things that we took out of that is to be self-aware of one's emotions. This goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. You know, you have to be aware of how you're reacting and how you're feeling at the moment when you're feeling overwhelmed and have a way, like David Goggins would say, you need to have a cookie in the cookie jar to reach for, but you can't reach for the cookie jar if you're not aware of what's going on. And I would say, I would sort of break this into two sort of 
elements of self-awareness, self-awareness in the moment, which probably is the most important. But if, if you're not able to get yourself in that moment to, if you do have a moment like that, to reflect on it later in the day and learn some, something from it in, in hindsight. Yeah, because if you, if you reflect on it, then you can plan ahead for when something like that may occur again and plan for a different outcome. Yeah, that's the time to create your cookies for your cookie right. jar. Is like, hey, so-and-so happened today. H- how did I handle it? I have a perfect example for that. I had somewhat of an epiphany, actually, about this. Okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I, I had been having a tough couple of weeks, like I said. And yesterday, I sat down in front of the computer in the morning, and I immediately got frustrated. I mean, immediately. Something mm-hmm. with the computer wasn't working. So I started my morning off frustrated. And this little voice in my head said, hey, man, why are you getting frustrated right now? Has there ever been a time where you sat down at the computer and you didn't have a problem? You spent however much time in front of the computer and it just went completely perfect. That's never happened. So why are you getting mad about the computer acting up? You might as well get mad about the sky being blue. And the other thing that hit me was you cannot start the day sitting at the computer. That can't be the first Mm. thing you do. Right. When that little voice said that to me, I was like, oh my God, that's it? That's what I have been doing the last two weeks. I get up, I walk the dog, and then I sit down in front of the computer. And so I started every day frustrated because I'm frustrated with the computer. And now, since I figured that out, which was only a couple of days ago, but I feel entirely different in the morning. Just the last couple mornings, it's entirely different because I get up and I work out and I get myself relaxed and accomplish something already so that when I'm sitting in front of the computer and stuff happens, I'm able to absorb it and move on instead of... Roll with it. Yes, instead of reacting to it because... I'm, it's not the first thing I'm doing in the morning. So now I put a sign, I made a sign, and by a sign I made a little piece of paper with me writing on it, not until you work out. I wrote that on there, and I put that on the seat of my yeah. chair every night before I go to bed. <laughs> so I, Yeah, well, there's a physical yeah, reminder. So I see it in the morning. It's, it's like a, a little totem. That's right. Technology, man. I mean, it, it, listen. Technology is wonderful. We wouldn't be able to do a podcast like this without technology. So technology is not a bad thing, but it is invasive. It's an invasive thing. And I tell you, people are more and more, the first thing they do, they get up in the morning and they pick up that screen and they look at it. And what are you looking for? Right. And listen, I'm not casting aspersions to other people. I've found... You know, I keep my phone next to my bed, although I'm able to just put it down for the night and not, you know, mess with it when it's sleeping time because I have my apparatus on and I can't use it. <laughs> um, 
But I, I look at it and the first thing I, I, when I wake up and I'm like, no, that is not going to be the first thing I do. I'm going to take care of me, my family, uh, what's going on in my actual physical life before that. I think uh, in a previous show, we called it having a family moment. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a, just a moment for yourself. You know, having a cup of, of herbal tea, as you were saying, like doing a workout or something of that nature, uh, before we let technology get into our lives. It goes even beyond that. I think you need to just, when you wake up in the morning, you need to do something that's going to energize you. The first thing you do, it has to be something that energizes you. You can't start the morning off with something that's going to irritate you. You know? Yeah. You want to start off on the right, right foot, as cliche as it. And I tell you, and I did it again today, and I haven't been doing it regularly, but I'm, I'm inching towards it. When I take a cold shower in the morning, that gets me just up and ready and just like invigorated. There you go. It's, it's a crazy sort of thing. It just gives me a, tons of energy. And I was able to do some exercise this morning and take the cold shower. And I felt very able to take on the day. I love it. Um, so that, that's really cool. So let's, oh, yeah. let's go on to some of these other major points. Okay. I think this was a, was this a Mel Robbins thing? Write everything down that's bothering Actually, you. they both said that. Did they, they both? both? Okay. That. So I would say that's an important one. You know, that's an interesting one because we get into the habit of do, do, do sitting down, working on a project or multiple projects or whatever it is. And I've always found that it's difficult to just stop and take a moment to plan out what's important before you start jumping into work, 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 work. Because a lot of times you could spend all day working and then at the end of the day, look back and say, I didn't really get anything yeah, done. Because you don't plan. And you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody about this very thing and they were telling me how they, they have a business partner now that's like keeping him in check basically with, with getting things done and staying on a plan and staying on with meetings and, and doing this at a certain time, giving him deadlines. And he says he hates it. And I said, you know you why you hate it is because you're a creative person. And creative people don't tend to be very organized. They're big picture kind of people. And they just want to jump into something and just start working on it instead of planning it out first. That's a good way to get nowhere, like you said. You know, you're planning for failure is what you're planning. And listen, I'm telling myself this more than anybody else. You got to sit down, write down what is it that you want to accomplish that day. Not, not even what you want to accomplish that day. What is it that you need to get done? Just write it down, whether you're going to do it that day or not. And as Mel Robbins was saying, you know, pick three. Right. Pick three. Uh, and something that I've always found to be exceptionally helpful is the, and the number one thing I don't want to do is most of the time the number one thing I should do and make the top priority. So if I really don't want to do it, that goes to the top of the That's list. That's great. And I'll tell you, those are the great ones because you feel good when it's over. You feel good that you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and took care of a project or whatever that you didn't want to do. And you realize it wasn't that bad after all. It wasn't that bad. It's attainable. You could do right. it. 
And you know, if it's not perfect, you, you learn something and how to get it more perfect. I mean, today I was making something for a client and it just wasn't coming together the way I wanted it to do. And then I'm just like, relax on it and just like, just take a moment, reflect on what you're doing and just, and I'm like, and I did a couple small little tweaks to it and I'm like, this is awesome. Just a couple little, and, and, and most of it was just, for me, it was just going with my gut instinct of what I, from what I thought I should have done to what I think I should do. Right. Right. The, the one being what I think the world thinks that I, I should mm-hmm. do. And I have the, the what, what should you do in my mind, the, the shoulds. Should, you should yourself to death. You can should yourself into a stupor. Stupefy your should. All right. And the one other thing about writing things down is that you, as Mel Robbins would call it, is called a brain dump. <laughs> and you're, you're basically taking everything out of your head and you're putting it on the paper. So it's no longer, you know, so it's no longer consuming your mind with all these things. And you can focus on whatever three things you pick out to work on that day. It's like a mind enema. It's a cleanse. It's a cleanse. You get that all out on paper. It probably looks much more attainable on paper than it is all of it chaotically bouncing around in your head. And then you say, okay, and these are the ones I'm going to work on. So once you have it all down on the paper, David, what, what should we do? Planning ahead and sticking to that plan. I mean, things like using a daily planner when planning your time for a project, factor in problems and fatigue. It's not going to be perfect. It's not all going to happen the way you want. You got to figure in extra time for all the crap that's going to And this happen. is something that I don't think most people do. I know I don't do it until I just, you know, heard this video and it was like, oh my God, because never have I done a project where it's gone perfectly and we think that even like when we're getting ready to go out somewhere to meet somebody at a certain time we don't put into the factors that maybe the outfit that we picked isn't is in the dirty clothes or something else like that 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 takes up another 10 or 15 minutes of your time and so when you factor in extra time for mistakes or or things that come up that you are not in control of you're not going to freak out because we freak out because we're thinking, oh my God, this is going to eat up my time and I'm not going to be able to finish, right? Yeah. And I think people have this fallacy that they can multitask. Right. Yeah. You know, and I've known some people who were strict adherence to this and really believed in it, but it's just, that's just not how the brain works. You could work on one thing at a time. And so if you're working on one of these top three priorities and that isn't email and it isn't texting and it isn't Facebook, all these other sorts of things, turn those things off. Have a time to focus in on your project. You've spent this time planning that this is what you're going to do. Do that. Don't be distracting yourself and creating problems for yourself by looking at emails because those emails are going to create problems. Someone is going to be in need of something. Someone might be in urgent need of something. And you can't be all things to all people. You have to take care of your priorities. And, and the, listen, 
this week was exceptionally challenging for me because I had a daughter who had a had a fever or a hundred and three fever oh, this whole oh. week, and she was at home and she's four. She all right? Yeah, she's we she we were at the doctor today and then you know did the the test that they do, but she's she's going to be fine. But the fact it was she was home and you know had to be attended to, and. You know, and thankfully she's cute in four and I can't get mad at her for wanting some water or, you know, being hungry. But I really had some deadlines. I had some things to meet and it was really, really challenging to get those things done when I had a four-year-old that had these needs. It was frustrating the fact that I'd sit down and to, to get a project done and I, you know, turned off my email and do all these sorts of things, but it still happens. Just because bad things are happening doesn't mean that you have to get frustrated and angry at them. I guess right. that's what I'm trying to but say. But if you plan ahead too, I mean, you can now reflect back on the situation like, okay, next time one of my children gets sick, is there a way I can work and still care for them without getting frustrated? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's why I've invested. I'm going to encase the child there in carbonite. A, a bubble. They'll stay perfectly preserved. Just ship them out to the doctor when it's convenient, and 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 then everything well, will be fine. So we could totally. What plan if Boba Fett that. comes and steals steals them? Boba Fett. <laughs> nice. All right. But you know, you you know, um, and the thing with deadlines too—that's that's one thing that I think probably overwhelms people more than anything. It, including the the guy in the video. I mean, he had this deadline of of doing this presentation in ten minutes. And it freaked him out. And I think maybe we should actually dedicate a show to how to deal with being overwhelmed with deadlines. Because I think that probably would take another 20, 30 minutes to talk about. Um, but I think that's important because we all deal with deadlines, not just at work, but in our, in our lives. We have a ton more material that we want to get to. And we're just not able to get it all in one episode. So as we had previously stated, this is going to be a two-part Maybe issue. a three-parter. Maybe a three-parter. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes because uh, this is some important stuff and we want to spend some quality time with each one of the points. Um, but we also respect your time and we don't want our episodes to go on too long because we want uh, these shows to be digestible nuggets. So remember to leave comments about your experience with living it, things you struggle with, reactions from the people around you, what you'd like for us to talk about, suggestions you have, and remember to subscribe and share this podcast. Please share the podcast. Share, share, share. And remember, join us on our Live It or Waste It Facebook page and our Facebook group. And also join us on Twitter at live it or waste it we'd love to hear from you and again you could reach me on twitter directly at david guggenheim or on facebook and linkedin at david c guggenheim or if you are interested in starting a podcast and you're on the eastern seaboard feel free to reach me at www.someonetalkedmedia.com and if you're on the western seaboard is that is that a thing Sure. Why not? You can, and want to <laughs> and want to start a podcast? 
You can go to www.winedesigns.com and I'll be happy to hook you up. Now go out there. Now go out there and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love. This has been a production of someone talked media.com.